When you're driving, speed bumps force you to slow down. Some are big, some are small. Regardless of the size, they can really mess up your car if you go over them too fast. In this go, go, go world, society tends to have a negative view of speed bumps. But in my opinion, they don't have to be a bad thing. We all go through speed bumps in life, such as getting married, a spiritual awakening, having children, changing jobs, a trauma, and more. In this podcast, you will hear the various speed bumps that people have encountered and how those experiences have shaped them into the person they are now. Because every story has speed bumps, and that is what makes life interesting. everyone. I wanted to welcome you to another episode of Speed Bumps. And today I don't have a podcaster with me. Instead, I have a podcaster's sort of fiance, sort of wife, kind of girlfriend, but he has two kids with her. So Shane from Inquiries or Reality, I'm interviewing Gabby. And Shane had put out um, Gabby's blog. And I read it one day and I had to message her because I was like, I I was just flabbergasted. Her gift with words was absolutely amazing. And I stood in my kitchen crying as I read her story. So we've chatted about various things. And finally, I convinced her to come on my show. And I'm super excited that she decided to come on. So thank you, Gabby, for coming on. I'm really excited to talk to you. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So like I mentioned before, one of my, basically my inaugural question uh, the only thing that's really scripted on the show is what are two things that you love about yourself or two of your favorite things about yourself? All right. Well, my first one is my sarcasm because it lightens the mood in any room. Before I was so awkward. Like I had this job where I worked with my mom and my sisters and we just worked in this little office. So I was super sheltered and shy. And then Shane one day was like, dude, you need to get out of there. It's miserable. You're fucking miserable. You need to get out of there. So I was like, all right, cool. So we went and we started working at our place we're actually currently at now. And I came out of my shell and things, you know, got better. And I'm very open with myself now. And I can talk to people. I'm not a very awkward little girl. And my sarcasm definitely helps me with that. Like this, the room will be silent and I'll just crack a joke and everybody starts laughing. It makes me feel good. Cause I've always been like an awkward shy kid. Yeah. And like yep. people, people make that joke, like your name's Gabby. Don't you talk a lot? And I'm like, no, actually I don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's my first thing. And so I do have to say though, I'm really bad with recognizing sarcasm. Like, so if I don't laugh or I ask you if you're being serious, it is not you. It's just, I'm really bad with sarcasm to the point that like, sometimes my husband will have to be like, I, I was kidding. Like that was a joke. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I'll think he's being serious. Like it goes right over the top of my head, has absolutely nothing to do with you or anybody else. It is solely me. It's literally, it's, it's, it's my fault. It's a me problem. <laughs> sometimes people have better sarcasm than me and I'll be fucking dumbfounded. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, wow. I thought I was good at this, but apparently not. <laughs> Um, anyways, so the second thing is, um, I really like how strong of a person I've become with the amount of pain I have endured in my life, which is what we're here to talk about. So, um, I'm going to get into this. Uh, so back in 2010, so I was in 10th grade at the time, my aunt Mary had passed away. She fought cancer for a couple of years. She had ovarian and then stomach cancer is what got her. So, 2010 I was spending the summer with her me and my sisters and we pretty much just watched her die all summer and it was miserable she laid in her hospice bed and you know I'm so scared to go around her because you know this is the first time I've actually watched someone die yeah so like she you know her senses were going and stuff and there was one day I remember it was like a couple days before she passed she oh Shane just walked in that's so awkward Anyways, so she was laying there in her bed and she mouthed, like, give me water. And like, I was so scared to go near her. I had to go get my sister. And I'm like, you need to go and do this for her because I can't go near her. Like, I don't know why I was so scared of her. So that was really bad. And 
are you the youngest or like how many sisters do you have or I have four older sisters so I'm the youngest of five um okay so me and my sister who is a year and a week older than me we were the ones spending the week or the summer there so when yeah she asked me for the water and I got very scared so I made her go and do that for me and my aunt's best friend who I basically call her my aunt because she's been around since Mm -hmm. all of us were young and she's like, you need to go and say your goodbyes because, you know, she doesn't have much time. I'm like, no, like, I literally cannot do that. So that is one thing I regret in life. It's not saying goodbye to her. And I know that because I still have nightmares. It will be, it's always this reoccurring dream where I'm in a big shopping department store and I'll see her from like across the store. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to run and say goodbye to her, you know, because I never did it. Could never catch up to her ever and then I'd wake up so it's like I know I never had that closure and that's what screws with me every time yeah and what has made death like very hard for me but over the years I've had lots of animals pass on me and like that's just become I feel like I'm numb at this point to it like until I have my breaking point but like it doesn't hit me right away have you ever heard of a death doula no so I don't know much about them but apparently they're basically like a birth duel like a duel that you'd have at like a birth but they're for death because just like you're going through one transition when you're bringing a life in you're going through another transition is you're exiting this life right yeah and um I just I think that's such a fascinating thing I don't know if I could do it but it's I guess it's very different than hospice because um they don't necessarily have to have medical training. It's just, they're kind of there for the person that's dying and they're there for the family and just, you know, maybe they would get that person water or, you know, they'd hold their hand or, you know, they'd coordinate, uh, like a spiritual, like if they need a priest or whatever, um, just, I just, I find that so interesting. And so when you say you're numb, it makes me wonder if you're numb or if it's just, something because you've seen so much of it yeah you know what I mean like so is it numb or is it just your normal true I don't know you know what I mean yeah that's so crazy (laughs) um sorry to throw you off topic no you're totally fine so yeah that's that was like my first big death that really messed with my head and like I said all my animals after that has passed away like I didn't really lose anybody until my mom passed away so that brings us to 2019 my dog is bothering me sorry he's licking my hand on the table and I know he eats dog poop and it's really gross (laughs) mom you seem sad let me love you right like "Uh, no go away (laughs) um so anyways 2019 so my mom was getting sick and I kind of had a feeling that she's been sick for a while because she would always complain about this muscle spasm in her side and we're like ma you need to go see a doctor she was never one to like nah I'm not going to do that so I'm like, yeah you know we finally just stopped bothering her because she wasn't going to listen to us you know yeah so she was complaining more and more and she finally went to the doctors and I remember one night she and I drove to the hospital and it was we sat there for like four to six hours they were not seeing her like they weren't even taking her back so eventually she was like fed up with the shit she's like all right let's just leave I'm like are you sure like I can sit with you she's like no you got you know kids and you got to work tomorrow I'm like no ma like I'll be here for you you know you always there for me and she's like no let's just leave so we left we're driving home down this one road I always drive down and I catch myself crying at certain times so it was dark it was about nine o'clock ten o'clock at night very dark we stopped and got some food then I dropped her off at home but I catch myself driving down that same road and it's usually when it's raining and then some stupid country song comes on because she loved country it's always Tim McGraw because that was her favorite and like I just bawl my eyes out and I'll cry She's talking to you I know it's so crazy and this happened like a handful of times and then it's so much but um so she went back to the doctors like a couple weeks later and then she told me she sat us down she pretty much said like I have cancer I'm like what the fuck do we do you know I was so thrown off I didn't know how to respond and she's like 
I was, you know, she could tell I was shooken up and stuff. And Mm -hmm. another week passed by. She called me after she went to the doctor again. And she was like, they said, it's like, it's real, it's curable and all this. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. You know, this relieved so much off me. And she knew, you know, I was stressed about it. It wasn't. She lied to me. That's what moms do. They hide you from the pain. I know that because I am a mom now and it all makes sense to me. And I'm like, she's yeah. not, a, she's a superhero in my eyes, but you know, behind closed doors, they're crying at the end of the night, you know, yeah. stressful, stressful job. <laughs> now, so, quick question. Was that aunt Mary? Was that your mom's sister? She was the oldest. Yes. Yeah. So okay. my mom was the youngest of eight. And then my aunt Mary was the oldest of eight. So, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, she was based, she was my godmother, you know, like a second mom to me. Mm-hmm. So that one obviously hit me hard. So back to, yeah. So she told me that it was curable and all this. And I was like, Oh, thank God. You know? And then she went in, she got like worse. I think it was my nephew's birthday. We went over there and she looked swollen and like, I was like, ma, you look swollen. And like, it kind of hurt her feelings, but I wasn't trying to be rude. And I'm just like, you need to go to the doctors, you know, you need to go to the hospital. Something's not right. She's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I can't force you to go do something you don't want to do. Yeah. So about a week later, she finally went in for a cancer class. I guess you could call it. They were like going to go over like what she's going to have to go through all this stuff. And they ended up pulling her up to the surgical unit and they had to put a stent in. She had like some kind of rare liver cancer. It was really bad. So they put a stent in. And I went up after work to sit with my sister. We were sitting in her hospital room for like a good while. I'm like, something ain't right. So I went and found a nurse. And they came in and they told my sister and I, they're like, your mom was put under. I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah, she's not waking up. Basically is what they told us. Yeah. And I'm like, my my world's spiraling. I'm like, yeah. what the so it's like one of those movie scenes where you know you're standing in the middle of something and everything's fast forward around you but you're like you can't hear them talking to you yeah so crazy so I was like okay so what do we do and they're like well she's on a breathing you know machine I don't know if she's gonna wake up we gotta just see so really we go up to the other unit where she was at and as we're walking up we see her on a gurney just being passed by us you know with a fucking tube down her throat I'm like so my sister and I of course lose our fucking mind start crying and my dad we called my dad right away my other sisters and then came up and we just sat there for felt like ever and I did not leave that night I had work the next day and I'm like I'm not leaving like I gotta see if she's gonna wake up so my sisters like tell me like you need to go home like no I'm not leaving like I need to be here Mm -hmm. and I think that's because of my aunt passing and I never said bye to her and I'm like okay I have to do this so I sat there till about until they kicked me out basically they were like visiting hours are almost over you can go and say you know goodbye leave her a note whatever so I think I wrote her a note and my daughter had ended up drawing her or coloring her picture and she's like leave this for grandma I know she's in the hospital she's not feeling good I think she was three at the time so it's like okay I still have that picture on my wallet I never Aww. gave it to her she didn't wake up yeah so she was in that hospital for a good couple weeks and they're like we can't we can no longer do anything for her we're gonna have to transfer her downtown so they did that I feel like if they would have transferred her a little sooner maybe they could have saved her I don't know I rack this shit around my brain every day and it screws my head but um so she's downtown you know we've seen her for like a good week and a week straight we go there visit her every day and she just got worse and worse and they're like we can try again and they're like we try to do anything we can and then my sister and my dad my oldest sister and my dad had to make the decision pretty much to take her off life support because she did not want to be hooked up to machines when she died so one morning we set it all up I think it was like nine o'clock in the morning went in there pretty much sat there for like an hour and a half just slowly watching her stats go down just watching her struggle to live because obviously she wasn't living right and I just sat there in the corner of the room and watched the faces of all my sisters and my dad and I was like this is fucking real life like I'm literally losing a parent here sucked so you know you envision your parents growing old and you never want them to die you know you think they're gonna live forever yeah I'm like as growing up and you know I'd have like friends that had parents that died and I'm like 
that's how do you deal with that and then I never had to and then I finally did I'm like thankfully I was a little older but it wasn't still a good thing because you know my kid had to deal with losing her grandma yep super rough um trying to catch my breath hang on (laughs) no no you're okay you're okay but yeah you envision them growing old and you have this image in your head of them and it was hard for my you know watching my dad because I'm like how is he gonna go on because my mom did everything for everyone she's the best and my dad struggled for a long time he's finally getting on his feet he has a job and you know he seems happier obviously it's not easy losing your spouse as well yeah he seems to be getting better which is good for us all of us you know my sisters still struggle with stuff you know I catch them texting me and they're like I miss mom and it's just hard for them and I'm like I feel that too but I don't feel it every day like them and I wish that they didn't have to feel that because it'll hit me like maybe once a month I'll have a huge breakdown and my sisters you know they they're dealing with it every day sometimes they can't even get up and go to work I'm like how how the fuck do I do it and they're like, well, I look up to you. You're so strong. And I'm like, I'm not though. Like, yeah, I may look strong, but I'm not like, I'm crying at the end of the day too, you know? Yeah. Do they have kids? Um, so my oldest sister does not have kids and my one that's a year older than me does not. But my other two have, uh, my one sister has three daughters and then my other sister has two sons and they're all I- under the age of 10. So I'm curious if the sisters who don't have kids are the ones that uh, are having a harder time. They are. So my sister was telling me the one that's a little older than me, a year older than me. She's the one that's always having like her little mental breakdowns about it. And it's rough for her. And she, she told me at one point, she was like, I feel like I need to have kids just to feel that love. It's like, something's missing, you know? And she, she lived with my mom for a long while, my mom and dad, and she was there when my mom was passing, like, in the house. So it was harder for her. She had to leave. She's like, I can't live here anymore. So she went and lived on her own with her boyfriend, but she was like, I cannot be in this house anymore. I'm like, I get it. It was hard for me to go there after she passed. Yeah. I don't know how the hell I did it. Is my video up? What happened to this? Your video went away. Yeah. It's been like that for a few minutes. It's okay. So awkward. (laughs) You're fine. It it happened to Shane a couple of times. It went off again. Oh my gosh. I think sometimes like a button gets it. There you go. Oh, the dog keeps shaking her head over. Maybe she's hitting something. Go away. (laughs) But Um, so the first thought that came, the reason I asked is, you know, you made a comment earlier of, you know, I now get why my mom hid it from me because that's what basically that's what moms do, right? They, they protect you. Yeah. Well, the moms, the ones who have kids, are going to get up and take care of their kids because that's what they got to do. Yeah. Right. They, like, to your point, you still end up at the end of the day crying, but the kids are in bed and things are like you know taken care of as best they can. Some days yeah. are better than others, but if you don't have that animal or that child something someone relying on you that can't take care of themselves I feel like that's probably honestly why you and the sisters that have kids are coping the way that you are yeah so the one sister that has the three daughters she's the other one this is why it's crazy is like she also has a hard time but I say this because when my mom was passing she literally refused to go to the hospital. She was like me when my aunt was dying. She's like, I cannot do that. Like that is mom. I'm not going to watch her die. And she told us, she was like, I'm just going to watch the kids. That's the excuse she made. So I'm, that still eats at her every day. And she's going to therapy for it, which is great. But that eats at her every day. And I don't know how the hell she manages in life. She also, you know, she gets up every day and she takes care of her kids and you know she's a fucking superhero as well (laughs) it's so crazy and it's because you know you have to take care of the kids and at the end of the day you can go in your bedroom and cry your eyes out because things are good kids are in bed they're happy they don't need to know that you're crying exactly when Uh, my mom's mom passed away uh, it was right after my first wedding and uh it was like a week and a half after and i had to have surgery a week and a half after my wedding 
um, it was planned. I knew like that, that wasn't a surprise. Um, but I told people, I told my mom, told my cousins in a text message, like probably before I got married. So like two weeks before the surgery, I said, I'm going to wake up from surgery. And my then husband's going to tell me that grandma's dead. My mom's like, don't say that. Don't say that. Sure. Shit. That's what happened. Well, I was having surgery in New York and she died in Michigan. So when I woke up, thankfully I'd already said my goodbyes, but I, I I wasn't allowed to travel. I couldn't go to her funeral. I remember begging the surgeons. I said, I'll, I'll I'll go in a car. I'll go on a train. I'll go on a plane. Like, I don't care if I'm in pain, like dope me up. Like I, I need to be there. And everyone's like, you can't, you just had massive hip surgery. You cannot travel. And that still eats at me yeah. because I knew, but I, what was I going to do? Right. Right. Yeah. Like, and if I could have figured out how to drive a car myself at that point, I probably would have like, if I was mobile, just a a smidgen more, I probably would have tried to figure out how to drive a car (laughs) because yeah, Yeah, that's important. That sucks. Yeah. yeah, it really does suck. Um, so not being able to say goodbye, yeah. it wasn't the same because I did get a chance, but at the same time I didn't. So, right. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so recently I was sick. Like I was telling you, I had a really yeah. bad fever, like 103. I worked that day. I don't know how to fucking manage it. <laughs> being in the grow rooms because those rooms are hot and humid and I'm like I'm dying my boss just like just get the job done I'm like okay cool because there's only three people here and I have to do it so I finally went home and I laid in bed Shane took my temperature he's like Dude, you got 103 temp I'm like okay how the fuck did I manage working today so I slept for like felt like three days straight but there yeah. was one point that I woke up from I think it was that next morning so Saturday morning I woke up and I had this really crazy fucking dream about my mom. And we were at, I think it was her house. It looked weird though. It didn't look like her house, but it was her house. It was her kitchen Mm -hmm. at least. Okay. And she loved cooking. So we were in the kitchen and we were cooking something. I don't remember what it was, but she wasn't talking to me. She was just there doing what she loved. And I remember seeing a plate of purple flowers, which purple is her favorite color. And then I woke up I'm like, what the fuck so I, t- I texted my sister the one who's a little older than me she's like mom was just there she was making sure you're okay and I'm like she's like I had that dream about Aunt Mary when you were pregnant with October who's my first kid and she's like I had a dream about her and she was sitting on the edge of my bed and she didn't talk she was just there checking up on me I'm like what the fuck I'm like that's so crazy because I, <laughs> I haven't had a dream about my mom since she passed and I finally had one and I think it's because I needed her because I'm sick yeah. of shit. I'm like, yeah. I need my mom. <laughs> so, yeah. So crazy. I'm like, wow. Isn't it crazy how, <laughs> I don't know, I still haven't grown out of the whole when I'm sick, all I want is my mom. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, it's so tough. Yeah. So, Especially when you're like super sick, not like a little sniffle, but when you're just like, oh my gosh, like I have to get up and make my own soup and make, get my own tea, like this bullshit. <laughs> right literally just take care of me yes <laughs> um but yeah that's that was really hard it sucked definitely like I'm still dealing with it every day obviously you know you yeah. can't you can't get over something like that you know there's mornings I wake up and I'm just like I want to call her or my kid does some dumb shit because so that'd be always something that would happen is my daughter would do some stupid shit or piss me off and I'm like I'd call my mom and just tell her like your granddaughter's acting ridiculous <laughs> But I can't do that anymore and it sucks and you know I could talk to my dad it's not the same you know he's a grumpy old man half the time he's getting better he seems happier but it's not the same and he's like I'm always here for you girls I'm like yeah dad but it's not the same <laughs> it really isn't and yeah. I know it hurts his feelings but it's like it's not the same you know we don't have the same relationship like we did with our, our mom yeah it's so crazy um, yeah so the next thing we're going to get into, <laughs> no, it's like we, weird. go ahead. No, no, it's okay. So just so you know, my zoom has been doing this super fun thing and I'm going to cut this part out where I, as long as it was one person, I could talk to them for two hours straight and zoom didn't care. Now it's limiting me to 40 minutes. Cause I don't pay. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> yeah. So what's going to happen is it has like a little time round off does on your end at the top says remaining meeting time. Yeah, see, it's like okay. 8.53. <laughs> yeah. 
So when it runs out, just notice that time and when it starts to get to the end. Um, and if we're at a stopping point, I'll just end it and just rejoin. Okay. And we'll do that however long we need to do that. For sure. So All good. right. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So um, your mom, you know, obviously losing, I, I guess fortunate. I'm not trying to rub it in. You know, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't experienced that. Okay. From a parental standpoint, but I have from my grandparents and an uncle and things like that. Um, so I can't relate wholly, but kind of, you know, and I know that there was another loss that you also wanted to talk about if you are still comfortable sharing it. Yeah, totally. So, um, 2020. So anyways, okay, let me scratch that go back. So after my mom passed, Shane and I were walking on a nature trail with our daughter. And basically we got on this topic of having another kid. My mom always said, don't have just one kid. Cause she had five. She grew up with eight siblings or seven yep. siblings. So she's like big family. Right. I'm like, nah, I just want one. Like two is going to be way too much. So I was like, fine, we'll try. So 2020 hit Shane and I tried to have a kid and for what I thought I was pregnant for, I was not finally went to the doctors and they're like, you know, we got checked in all the stuff laid down have, you know, the magical, you know, whoop, the wand up the cooch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, those like, are always fun. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> we're sitting there and she inserts it and I don't hear anything. And I'm like, that's weird. Cause my first, it was right away. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to panic. Cause I didn't think this would ever fucking happen to me. You know, you never think this. Yeah. We're sitting there. Nothing happens. And she's like, tries it again. She's like, there's no heartbeat. She's like, the baby looks like it died about eight weeks. And she's like, all your numbers are on point. Cause you know, we planned this. So I made sure everything was to the T. I planned mm-hmm. everything out, knew exactly when I took the test, all this. She's like, the baby passed. I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. Like, that's not real. And she's like, no, it did. She's like, so I started crying, of course, is yeah. how the fuck do you deal with that? Yeah, yeah. And of course, in that moment, I'm like, all right, I need to call my mom. But of course, I couldn't do that. So we're sitting there and all that's happening around me. And she's like, okay, so we can either let it pass naturally or we can give you a pill. She's like, but I think it might be too late if you want to wait a week. Because she's like, you can wait a week and see. But at that point, you won't be able to take that pill to have it come out. So I'm like okay, let's just wait a week. Cause maybe this is wrong. Maybe the baby's just yeah. not moving. I'm like, this isn't real. It's not happening. Yeah. So yeah. we waited a week and she, we went back in she's like, okay, it's still not passing through. I'm like, yeah. So I just have this fucking dead fetus inside of me. Like this is kind of morbid. My cat's in the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we waited and, um, Wow, I keep getting off topic. My head. <laughs> Hang on, let me scratch that. No, no. Um. Wow, I lost the train of thought. Hang on. You second. were. You said that you had went in, and you'd wanted to wait a week. You went in a week later, and they said, you know, it, it's still not passing. Basically, what do you? Oh yeah. So what they are you going to do? They set me up for a DNC, so take the baby out or the fetus, whatever you want to say, and. We I went in for that and Shane was a wreck. He's like, you're not going in for surgery. You know, after my mom's little surgery thing, he was fucking scared out of his mind. I'm like, okay, I get you feel that way, but you got to stop saying this because I have to do it and you're not going to scare me. So just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm the one that has to go under. So right. I need you to be, I need you to be <laughs> strong for a second because you know, yeah, you can be scared, but be scared when I can't hear you. Right. So <laughs> they sent me back and he was like, well, they like, they usually let you go back and, you know, sit with you until you're ready to go in. I'm like, no, they don't. This isn't a doctor show. Like she's not doing that. So you got to leave. So I went in they gave me the good drugs. Of course, I've never been through anything surgical ever in my life. Okay. So they gave me the medicine. Literally. I don't even remember going into the operating room. I yeah, you don't. In and I woke up and I like woke up and I had the tube in my throat and I'm like choking <sighs> on it. Yeah and, yeah. and the guy, the guy saw me, I of course rolled my eyes back again, went to sleep. And then I woke up, it was out of my throat. Thankfully. It was fast as shit. I didn't remember any of it, which is good. Yeah. It was a scary thing to yeah. go through. Yeah. Um, so they got me out of there, went home the next day. 
I ran a really high fever and I was having really bad pains in my uterus. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. And so I called the doctor. So I called her and she's like, you need to go to the hospital. Okay. <laughs> so I go to the ER and they check me in. And this is obviously during COVID still, still going on. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That, 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 that ship has not sailed apparently. For, for most it has, but for some it has not. We're still playing the politic game. Right. So I get in there and they're like, do you have COVID? I'm like, oh, I don't think so. They're like, all right, we're going to have to swab you. I'm like, fine, whatever, you know, fuck it. So they did that. I'm sitting in the triage room. I'm just sweating pools of fucking sweat coming out of my armpits. I'm like, this ain't right. And Shane's like, you look like you're fucking dying. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm dying. I don't even remember how high my fever was, but it was high as shit. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and they're like, they're taking a bunch of blood. The guy's like, I'm sorry, I have to do this, all this. And the one guy came in and he was like, you might have endometriosis. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he threw that word out there and I got scared. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> what's happening to me? Come to find out I had an infection in my uterus and I passed a clot. I shit you not like the side of my fucking palm. Don't know how it was insane. I was in the worst pain imaginable. Now when I have like periods and I get the little slight cramps, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, it's like PTSD with us. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. So they put me in a room and they're like, all right, you're gonna have to stay here. So they put me on like two, I they put me on IV drip and then like two antibiotics. I'm in the hospital for like two days straight, just like fighting off this really bad infection. And they're like, it was just insane. And I'm, how the hell do you go through that? Like, I never thought I would have to go through a miscarriage ever in my life. Like my sisters have had them and I'm like, they told me like, you're very fertile. You're not going to have problems having kids. And then that happens. I'm like, what the fuck? So Shane, of course, he was like, there's something wrong with me. You know, we can't have kids, you know, blames it all on him. I'm like, you don't know that. Like we can try again. So we waited a while, tried again. And then we ended up getting pregnant. I found out on mother's day, actually, mm-hmm. that I was pregnant. And I was like, cool, let's try this again. Go through it all. And then the first first appointment they were pretty much telling me I think it was first or second appointment they were telling me the placenta was covering the cervix opening they call it placenta previa I looked up the medical term um so that was covered and they basically said if it wasn't if it didn't move by the time I had to deliver I'd have to have a c-section so of course so another panic attack (laughs) so fun fact for all the people out there like 98% of pregnancies have placenta previa and they resolve on their own uh doctors are idiots <laughs> yes yeah, see i didn't know that so i was panicking and stressing out the whole time I understandably <laughs> understandably so you had said uh you didn't expect to ever have a miscarriage and you know shane was blaming himself and you know your sisters had gone through them but this yeah. was your first yeah so um we ended up ever obviously having another kid and went through that placenta privia bullshit yep and i'm freaking out the whole fucking time i'm pregnant i'm like cool more stress this is gonna kill this baby <laughs> like oh dear having these <laughs> these damn things yeah. in my mind so yeah um i carried him for nine months and four days this little fucker did not want to come out he was happy in there <laughs> <laughs> literally and crazy as shit and i worked i worked the whole time i was pregnant i don't know how the hell i did it that, those motherfuckers took advantage of me. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Still dealing with them. But, um, so yeah, it was nine months and four days. We went in and they're like, all right, you got to be induced at this point. I'm like, fuck, cool. Because my, my first one, you know, my water broke and it was a crazy experience. Like, I've never felt anything so weird. It was like a water balloon between your legs that just popped. <laughs> I'm like, I felt like I pissed myself all over the couch. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have that couch anymore. It was gross. But so this one obviously didn't go as planned. Like I was hoping that my water would break. But that night that I was supposed to go to the hospital, well, the next morning. So the night before my water broke a little bit because I thought I peed myself. I'm like, oh, I don't think that's pee. <laughs> you know, I was getting like contractions and shit, laying in bed. I think I got about 40 minutes of sleep that night. So I had to go to the hospital about 6 a.m. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go. You know, my nerves are all going crazy. Yeah. And then they give me the medicine to start getting induced and they're like, okay, we're going to have to go and pop the rest of your water. I'm like, great. You know, (laughs) that's not comfortable. So I had to do that. And then, so we got there at six and I had about noon 
and between that whole fucking time like the contraction just came so fast because the medicine you know work yeah, the medicine shit. does yeah so insane and I, I was not prepared for this and again needed my mom at that moment because she was there for my first one she held my hand she walked me through it she always told me that she wanted to be um a midwife okay I thought she would have been perfect at of course she didn't get to live that dream out but I wish she would have she coached me through the first one and it was a breeze like of course it still hurt but well yeah it was a breeze um so with this one it was just Shane and I in the room and the whole time I'm just in pain and the nurse thankfully she was a saint she was getting me in all these positions she had the the bed literally in a chair position so I'm sitting up really high I felt felt so weird because I was just exposed you know just sitting in a fucking chair position and they're like you know we got to get this baby moving and then they brought this cub thing in it's this like blow up fucking thing you kind of just rest your arms on so I was on my knees and I had my arms up and she's just like rubbing my lower back I'm like oh it feels so good (laughs) (laughs) but she's like rocking me back and forth as this is going and she's like okay I'll be back so Shane kept rubbing my back and stuff and I swear to God, it felt like I was shitting myself. I'm like, I think I'm pushing. I think this baby's coming out, right? So <laughs> as I'm in this position, I'm like, you didn't call the nurse in. Like, I think this baby's going to fall out. <laughs> so they come in. They're like, yeah, like he's coming. So they laid me on my back, which I think is the dumbest shit. I don't yep. think women should not be no. doing that. They should be, you know, squatting. That's yeah. the easiest position. So of course, I had to lay on my back and... I push and they're like, you need to breathe. I'm like, no, I need to get this fucking baby out of me. <gasps> he came out nine pounds, nine ounces. I'm like, Holy shit. I gave he's- birth to a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big boy. <laughs> so big. And I'm like, this is insane. Cause my first was eight, four and she was huge. But compared to a nine pound baby, like he came out full size. I'm like, holy shit. So bring him home. And he cried. He cried so much shit you know I cry for like all day all the time I thought I was gonna lose my damn mind and they're like I think he's colicky I'm like yeah no fucking shit <laughs> of course I think he is <laughs> we had to get him on the gas drops and you know the gentle East formula of course he had to go through that formula shortage so that was fun trying to find formula half the time yeah thankfully he's on going on the baby food now so his stomach's a little better okay. he doesn't cry as much he's getting into his little self he He's laughing more, smiling more. You know, he has his little hissy fits here and there. And then when that happens, it's like PTSD. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can't do this again. I can't do right. this again. <laughs> Literally, when he cries, everybody in the house is like, shut up, Orson. <laughs> like, I feel like a shitty parent when I say that. But it's like, fuck, dude, why do you cry so much? <laughs> so, yeah, we had a, we had another kid. It's been an insane thing. Six years apart from my other one. So I had to restart everything. It's just been a wild ride. Didn't Shane have like a dream about? Oh my God. Yeah. So after the miscarriage, he had a dream about a little boy. He said he was about six or seven. So we're waiting till that age to see if this is like, it matches up. Okay. He pretty much said like, this isn't the right vessel for me. You know, it was just a little boy. And I was like, I always thought I was going to have a girl. I'm like, because I saved everything for my first kid. I'm like, yeah. I didn't want to part with any of it. It was so cute. I bought all these clothes. I'm like, I'm not getting out of anything. You're like, I might have another kid. Of course, it, it wasn't a girl. I was very sad about that. But I was having a kid. So that was great. And yeah, he had that dream. And we ended up having a boy. So we'll see if that dream plays out. That's crazy that that happened. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. And it's, it's going to be very interesting. And, you know, like you said, in about five and a half six years to see you know if he looks like that little boy yeah it's like, I don't, that's so weird people have those dreams I remember when my daughter was uh inside me <laughs> that sounds so weird <laughs> when I was when, pregnant with my yeah, daughter <laughs> there we go <laughs> reward that <laughs> um so I had a dream about her blue eyes obviously she has green eyes now but all babies have blue eyes when they come mm-hmm. out so I had a dream about her eyes and they matched up. It was the weirdest shit. But I never had a dream about Orson. Probably because I didn't feel real that I had, you know, another baby coming. I remember I took like six tests after the miscarriage and I'm like, I saved them until he was born. So I'm like, this isn't real. I had to keep reminding myself like, no, this is happening. Like you're about to have a kid. 
Oh man, did I have a kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a big boy. Yes. A fucking toddler came out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the doctors are so shocked. Like, holy shit. So they're like, you had the biggest baby of the day. I'm like, they're, so, they're like, you're so tiny. I'm like, yeah, how the hell did my break? And I didn't have any tearing or bleeding. Like, I barely That's bled. Good. Yeah. That's good. It was a shitty birth, but the afterbirth was way better than when I had my first. I was like, thankful for that one, but. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, three, three major things that happened in my life. But they made me stronger. And everybody points that out to me. Because even when I'm at my lowest, they're like, no, dude, you're a strong person. And I'm like, yeah, but let me just be weak. <laughs> How do you feel about that when people tell you that? oh, you must be so strong or did you resonate with that? Or do you not like when people say that? No, it makes me feel good. Cause it's like, I've overcome this stuff and I'm fighting it every day and I've, I feel stronger for it. And it makes me better in life, I guess you can say. And okay. Yeah. It definitely made me stronger. It sucked going through all of that, especially, well, yeah. you know, the things that I couldn't have my mom there for, but you know, my sister's always like, We're, I'm here for you. I'm like, yeah, dude, I know you are, but it's not the same, especially because you don't have kids, you know, like yeah. me and my one sister are so close, but she's like, I don't know how you do it. She's like, that you wake up every day. She's like, you're just so strong. I'm like, oh, thank you. She's like, I look up to you. She's like, I know I'm older than you, but I look up to you. I'm like, that That's makes sweet. me feel really good. Yeah. Do they all live close by or? Um, My one sister, so not my oldest, but the one after that. She lives about an hour away. She's the one that lives the furthest. Um, she's the one with the three girls. So she's kind of like out on her own. She doesn't really have people. I mean, like she mm-hmm. has people, but not close by. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the video went out again. Yay. Um, so she lives the furthest. And then the other ones kind of live like in the area, which okay. is cool. Um, yeah. I see my one sister every day because she watches my kids for me. Uh, oh, nice. I see, my, I see my dad every day. Um, the other ones we don't really see each other after my mom passed our family kind of split apart which fucking sucked it's like my mom was the glue for the family you know so that's how uh, my mom's mom was so my mom is one in nine and we always have these family reunions and so my grandma passed in 2019 and we have reunions in even number years so the reunion of 2020 was smaller because she wasn't there and this year it's going to be even smaller and just but she to your point she was the glue that held that family together and now that she's gone everyone's just it it's not the same it's not the same no it's not like holidays we barely see each other like I think there was one Christmas we just didn't even go over there and I was like we had to make our own dinner which sucked because my mom always cooked I'm like yeah what what the fuck are we gonna eat like I don't cook (laughs) Shane doesn't cook (laughs) so I think we got like Chinese because that's of course the only thing open on Christmas so yeah I ended up getting he's like well maybe we could just make our new tradition I'm like bro I'm not eating Chinese for Christmas dinner like (laughs) I want a fucking ham or a turkey like this ain't real so (laughs) yeah that it's it was hard thing i mean like we're trying to get back to that you know having our our family get together at least us like my uncle used to throw christmas every year and then over the years as we got older we just it just wasn't the same yep and then covid hit of course <laughs> nobody wanted to, everybody's scared of each other but we're getting back to that so it's it's cool my my one cousin i thought she was my aunt nope she's just old so my one cousin <laughs> i have some of those yeah so she wants to she's trying to throw like family reunions every year and I think the last one yeah the last one we had my mom was still alive but she ended up bleeding early she wasn't feeling good so she tried to do it again and nobody wanted to show up she's trying to do it this year and I'm like I don't really want to go see all you fake fuckers because that's what they are (laughs) they're all fake (laughs) like I love them but fuck them (laughs) I can relate to that on so many levels right now (laughs) yeah they suck some suck for sure (laughs) yeah I love the I don't know how how your family is but I definitely have a couple family members where it's like oh I'm so glad to see you and but you can like hear the condescension like dripping from their voice and like you know they're not actually happy um, whether it's because they don't agree with you politically or some choice that you made or some perceived thing that you know you did when you were 10 years old like whatever the reason right um, but yeah, I have a couple of those. 
Yeah, I know, like, my, my aunts and uncles sometimes are like, you need to watch your mouth around your kids. I'm like, nah, like, because I can tell my kid to say fuck and she won't say it. Like, that's the difference. Don't shelter your kids from that. They're not going to swear. You just just swear around them and say, you're not allowed to say this. It's a bad word. You can say it when you're a little older. So some, <laughs> there was this one time my daughter said that she's like, I'm going to say the F for it. No, you're not. Like, you're not gonna do it. She's like, "Fucking!" And I, I just looked at her. And my eyes got wide. I'm like, "You did not just say that." I'm like, you can't say that. She's like, "Why not?" I'm like, oh, I don't even know how to explain this to you right now. You just can't. Because I <laughs> because, said so. Right. Do the mob thing because I said so. <laughs> oh, she, yeah. She's wild. She does a lot of dumb shit lately. She's becoming into herself. So shane's like dude do you ever watch her i'm like what do you mean he's like sometimes i just go in the room she's playing with her toys she's just so fucking weird i'm like yeah she's your kid you're both weird (laughs) she has weird parents what do you expect (laughs) right (laughs) she is a fucking weirdo i don't know she's she's something else (laughs) i feel like every kid like at least goes through a weird phase some last longer than others but also i feel like there's for most people there's always a part of them that they never really grow out of that they just remain weird yeah like everyone has that little weird part that they never really grow out of yeah yeah she's fucking she's strange one for sure she's getting into her sassy attitude and i'm like i catch her looking at me a certain way and i'm like oh i look in the mirror i'm like damn she got my attitude 100 <laughs> percent everyone's always <laughs> like that's karma because you were a little dickhead i'm like i still am <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, I was definitely a peach growing up, so. Yeah, I got what I wanted. I was spoiled by my aunt. She bought me everything because she didn't have kids. The one that passed away, she never mm-hmm. had kids. So me and my uh, sister were like her kids. So she always bought us everything, spoiled us. So like, you're just the youngest. You get everything you want. I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> you're damn right. <laughs> I wa- I'm not the youngest of the first cousins or like the youngest grandchild but I'm on the younger end but also because I basically almost died as an infant like I became everyone's favorite because they thought they I was gonna die yeah and so I got spoiled that way (laughs) there you go play into it (laughs) (sighs) oh man um yeah my grandma would like always get me like the extra special gifts or you know things like that and she'd get something for my sister but like mine was always a little bit bigger bigger or better or you know whatever it was um like her so my papa my mom's dad apparently he like never really like played with the kids when they were younger and there's home videos of uh apparently him playing barbies with me and apparently that was like a big deal because he never did that with any of the grandkids, but he passed yeah. away when I was almost three, just like a month shy of being three. So I kind of remember him. Yeah. But yeah, I only had my grandma growing up because my dad's parents didn't talk to him. They were shitholes. So I only had my grandma because my grandpa passed away before I was born. So I didn't know him. That was on my mom's side. So growing up, we actually lived with my grandma lived with us. And we took care of her for a long time until she got too, too, too old and too much. And she moved out to my aunt's house who lives like almost two hours away. And she took care of her until her dying days. But that was kind of cool. You know, growing up with my grandma, you know, got to spend a lot of time with her. And I always gave my aunts and my cousins always shit about it. I'm like, you guys never come to fucking visit her. Like, this is bullshit. Like, we don't want you at our house, but you could at least take her out to lunch and stuff and spend time with your mother. But they never did. And she had dementia. So we constantly would have to, like, remind her of everything and just write notes. And she'd reread it. She'd reread the same magazine from, like, four years before. Like, yeah. you know, it just seemed, like, brand new to her every day. And, it was, yeah. and you know, it was, it was really crazy just going through that and taking care of her. Just seeing, you know, that side. And I think that's also what made us stronger is that my mom, like, she didn't force us to do it. But, like, she showed us, like, you know how to take care of people and I just feel like I'm more caring in that sense and I like to nurture people that's what Shane always tells me I'm mother too much I do (laughs) I know I do (laughs) even when I like we don't have the kids (laughs) I just still feel like I'm in mom mode all the time like I don't know how to be 
besides this one girl at work she like brings out the inner child in me <laughs> so we were at work today i'm gonna tell you this shit so we were at work today and we went into our locker room and we have this we have a toilet in there but it's like we just have a curtain we don't have a door so like yeah. i close the curtain a little bit she goes out to get water and she comes back in and she's like chewing on her ice because she loves to eat ice and it's so annoying yeah she just chomps on ice and she's like making like re- weird moaning noises she's like ah so good all right <laughs> So I'm standing behind this curtain and I'm like I can see her in the mirror but she can't see me so I put the curtain over my face a little bit and then I try to like jump out at her but of course I had two kids so every time I make any sudden movement I pee myself <laughs> so I couldn't even scare her I didn't even make a noise I just go ah oh, and I fall to the floor and I'm like I cried I was laughing so hard she she falls to the floor and she's like what the hell was that I was like I was trying to scare you but I'm peeing myself but all day I was just scaring her I scared her like six times I'd hide around corners and just jump out her she always has scissors in her hands and I'm like one day I'm gonna get stabbed that seems safe right one day I'm just gonna get stabbed I'm probably gonna deserve it but (laughs) (laughs) I need a ship it's yeah she definitely brings out the inner child in me and I mean it's fun it's fun time that's the only time I don't act like a mother I guess is with her so I know that's it's good times, even though we have like three employees at our job. I mean, we make the most of it. <laughs> yeah, I've been told I'm the uh, mother of the group or things like that. Like when I was in college, you know, I was always, okay, well, does anyone need food? You know, I'll be the DD. <laughs> like I, I was that person, you know, yeah. oh, you have a headache or oh, you need to ride at the hospital. Oh, like <laughs> I, I, I was that person. So yeah, I call, still me, call me when you get home. <laughs> Drive oh, safe. Yeah. Oh, I still do that with my friend. Like we had yeah. lunch the other day and we were both like, text you you know we'll text each other when we get home so we know that we're safe and it's just at least we know we love you right exactly (laughs) might drive you nuts nuts, but you know that we love you if we stop asking you you know making sure that you get home safe then be worried right (laughs) there's this thing there's this guy at work so my old boss she hated him so much he's like our maintenance guy or whatever you want to say she locked him out of our building, like took his access away because we have little key fobs that get us in yeah. the building. She locked him out of the building because she hated him so much. So, of course, she got fired because she's a shitbag. And we got our new boss in who I used to work with. Now he's our boss. So he's back and the kid, that guy's back. He's very fucking annoying. So today I was like, I was just talking and shit to his face, like, but like in a joking matter, like this is what I always do with him. And my boss was like, you gotta be a little nice to him we need him around to fix things i said and then he goes yeah but we, we're just like this she likes to make fun of me and i don't care and i'm just like yeah if i don't talk shit to you then i don't like you that's pretty much what i tell people i mean the guy annoys me but he's not a bad person he he comes in and he starts whistling this morning and i just look at him like don't fucking do that <laughs> i just walked away i have had enough coffee for this shit just stop. <laughs> right, literally <laughs> i'm just constantly ragging on him it's so funny though but I feel like if that's the relationship you two have and like it works for you guys, like why does it matter? Right. Right. It, so, now if he's going and complaining about it, that's a different story. But if you're, if that's like your guys' understanding, like so be it. Like, yeah, some people think like Shane and I will do that too. They'll like think we're arguing and it's like, no, that's just how we talk to each other. Listen, like, it's totally fine. <laughs> whatever works for you, you know. I love when people try and impose their, how they think someone should talk or act or believe anything. Um, And if you don't, somehow you're the bad person and you're just like, I'm just different. Like, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. I, uh, I very frequently can, I'm very, I don't sugarcoat shit. Okay. So I'm very like direct and you're like, Oh, tell me if I'm bad. And I'm like, I would like (laughs) it, it, like I I would, um, (laughs) (laughs) sucks. I'm not going to put this out there, (laughs) but people are like, Oh, you're so crass. Like you need to like be a little nicer. And I'm like, okay. But the problem is, is when I try to be a little nicer, I feel like my point doesn't get across and then I just get walked over. So no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to call you an asshole, but I'm also going to point out what you're doing wrong. And if your feelings get hurt because I point out you're doing something wrong, 
like I'm not gonna try and be a jerk about it but yeah oh my god is my dog eating his ass (laughs) I hear this noise and it's driving me insane (laughs) you have a hairless cat by the way yeah she okay. she has a dirty butthole all the time and she grosses me out <laughs> because i like saw something like walking across the like the very bottom of the video screen and i was like that look almost like a thigh like wh- what am i looking at right now and i'm like trying to figure it out because i couldn't see any ears i didn't see a tail it was just like this blob walking across the bottom of your screen and i'm like and you, but you were also talking, so I didn't want to interrupt you. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what this thing was. Yeah, it's our hairless cat. She, when she gets sweaty, I say she feels like a ball sack. <laughs> She's gross. She's very sweaty and gross sometimes, like during the summer. Yeah. And her butt's just always dirty. Like her, cause you know, she doesn't really clean herself. We have to give her baths, which isn't fun because cats hate baths. <laughs> She's always <laughs> screaming at me when we put her in the bath. It's, does she Sucks. not clean herself because she doesn't need to because she doesn't have hair? Like, is is that like a normal thing for a hairless cat? See, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I have it, but I don't know much about it. And I have my one oldest cat. Well, she's not the oldest. The hairless one is. But the first cat we got, she's like the mother to all the cats because we have too many cats. We have eight cats. <laughs> a little insane, I know. Um, and then we have an outdoor cat that likes to come visit us. Um, but that cat likes to clean her so she'll like lick her but she's not gonna lick her bowl and she like leaves kitty circles i call them kitty circles she leaves them all over the counters and like i have a wife in her (laughs) it's disgusting it's so gross but i'm like yeah so we have to give her a bath she's she's a dirty little kitty but my cat does this thing where she'll like basically scoot her butt across the carpet and her back legs (laughs) like go like this as she does it and like somehow she's like propelling herself like across it's so weird and I've taken her to the vet a couple of times and every time I do it it's like oh well she just needs her anal glands expressed ew bro that shit's so and gross so, but they always take her back and do it and yeah. so she's been doing it lately so I told my husband and I was like but also like I don't want to pay like $200 just for the vet to do this like can't we figure this out ourselves and he's like no I really don't want to <laughs> Ew, like, sometimes, I'll, I'll pay the money yeah sometimes my dog will like secrete that nasty and she smells so bad she did that one time when we were at the vet because i didn't know what it was and they finally told us like, anal secretion it's disgusting so yeah like, they're like, gross i had to look it up and basically like put a, like, a glove on but then you have to like basically go in and like press on it to like secrete it and i'm like i <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that. And also, I can't do it by myself. And I was like, and I only have nine fingers, so you have to help me. Yeah, help me finger my cat's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. It's so funny, though. Yeah, she and she's so needy because she's cold all the time. So we have sweaters for her, but she somehow gets them off. She hates wearing them. So she'll, like, every time I grab a blanket, she'll, like, look at me from across the room and just go meow and run over to me and she lays on top of me it's like you are heavy for being a hairless cat you, you'd be a little lighter no she's fucking she feels like a sack of rocks and she lays on top of me and i'm like bro you're sweaty get off me you know like i kind of kick her off me you know? and she does it when i'm sleeping too it's like you can lay next to me and i even i have this white blanket which is not the perfect color for her because she's dirty so she makes it like brown and gross but so I have a blanket. I usually make it in like a little ball and she'll like curl up in that and usually lay in that, but I washed it. So she's not happy that it's not there. So she lays on top of me and I'm like, bitch, you heavy, get off. <laughs> My cat will come and headbutt me in the morning and I don't have to get up and do anything because she has an automatic feeder. So it's not like she wants to be fed, but she wants pets after she's had her breakfast. So I have to pet her and then I like roll on my side and I scoot over a little bit and I'll rub my nails against the sheets make like a scratching noise yeah. and then she comes and she goes and she like that'll purr noise and she'll come and do a spiral right like basically right by my chest and like lay right there but if I don't pull it back the blankets far enough and make the scratchy noise <laughs> she will headbutt me until she's happy they are so fucking needy we have um I rescued <laughs> rescued so my sister lives an hour away and I joined like their Facebook like resident page and so I had I had two cats that I gotten before we were driving out to our farm store to get chicken food mm-hmm. and 
I've seen a free kitten sign. Of course, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, kitties, right? Yeah, because <laughs> I need more cats, right? So we got more cats. <laughs> we ended up having, so we got the two. I got an orange one and a black one. The orange one ended up passing away because we got them fixed and he ended up getting an internal infection Aww. and passing away. That was another fucking death that I had to deal with. That was hard. He was my little buddy. We called him Munchkin. And, uh, but yeah, he ended up dying, which sucked. And so we still have his sister. And then I'm like, we have, you know, we had this loss, you know, this void in our heart. And we're like, cool. So we need to get more cats, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's add more. me kittens. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> so I'm on this, I'm on this Facebook page one day. I think it was my mom's birthday. So this, yeah, last year. So my mom's birthday. I ended up seeing earlier this year, March. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Not last year, this year. End up seeing a thing that said this lady was driving down the back dirt road and she almost ran over these two cats. Oh. So they posted pictures of it. Like someone needs to come get them. We can't keep them. I'm like, okay, let's go for a drive. He's like, no, really? We're getting cats? Like he's worse than me. Like there's got to be someone in the relationship says no. No, there's not. So <laughs> that's how we end up with eight cats. But we drove out there. We picked up this mom cat and her baby. And the baby, so his kuma who's the mom and she does not really like shane and i but she loves my daughter she'll sleep in her bed every night and i catch her in the morning like i'll go wake her up and the cat's rubbing her fucking head on her i'm like how the hell does this cat like a six-year-old but doesn't like a grown-ass person like what the fuck but she's so attached to her and it's so crazy but the little kitten he loves us thankfully we're about to go get them fixed because they're both not fixed but yeah, end up with eight cats, and then we have this outdoor cat. <laughs> he popped up last winter. Shane started feeding him. I'm like, oh, fucking great. <laughs> he still hangs around, and someone reached out to me because I was posting on our Roseville. Like, we live in Roseville, and we, yep. I posted on our resident page, like, oh, you know, this cat came to greet us one day, and he's been here ever since. We named him Calvin, right? This lady reaches out to me after, like, couple months of me posting on there she goes I think you have my cat I'm like I think you're wrong <laughs> he's mine and she's like no really I'm like well show me pictures because I didn't believe her right yeah she shows me pictures she goes it really was him and she's like his name's panda I'm like no his name's not panda his name's Calvin we changed it that's what he'll answer to <laughs> so we ended up naming him Calvin he hangs out every day he'll literally it's like clockwork Shane goes put the chickens away he's out there sitting on our patio chairs just either sleeping or he'll sit there and stare out the like at our back window and I can see his mouth just moving with a little because that's what he does he'll lay on our trampoline he goes in the chicken coop with Shane when he's putting the chickens away it's so crazy he became our cat without even him being our cat but the lady was like yeah we can just share him not hey will you bring my cat back to me she lives like a half a mile away and he's he hangs out by our house it's like he wanted to go home, bitch. He'd be at home. He don't like you. He likes me. Yeah. Yeah. We can share him. <laughs> yeah. No, if you're going to feed, if you're going to pay for his food, then sure. If not, then no, he's not your cat no more. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's a very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if you want to call him Panda, like sure, but that's not what he's going to answer to. And he <laughs> sleeps here. So yeah, she, one night she was like, Hey, are you home? Um, I'm going to stop by. I'm like, I don't know you so no and I, my kids are going to bed I'm not outside she goes yeah but I just want to come see the cat I'm like, you're not coming in my yard come hang out with your cat that doesn't like you <laughs> no <laughs> not happening lady so I finally uh, just stopped messaging her back I'm like you're no this is not happening <laughs> wait how did she know where you lived I told her because she she's like I live here I'm like oh I live on you know 12 miles she's like oh yeah. that's a half a mile away that's so crazy he's over there and like there's only two houses next to me on either side street so like she could obviously pinpoint my house if she needed okay to. okay yeah so oh so crazy i'm like no we're not sharing a cat <laughs> this is my kitty <laughs> that, that that's wild um, yeah like and hopefully you don't need a restraining order to like keep this woman off your property because of a cat <laughs> right yeah hopefully it never comes to that but she has be the most bizarre one of the most bizarre reasons <laughs> yeah that's my cat no it's not <laughs> oh so crazy yeah well gabby i truly appreciate you coming on and chatting with me and sharing your stories and 
like I said, I love how it went from, you know, talking about the speed bumps that you had to, you know, sticking fingers up cat butts and <laughs> all the cats that you have and the crazy things cats do and animals. <laughs> and like, I just, I love these types of conversations because they can go anywhere yeah. and they're completely unscripted. And that's what I love about them. It's just like two people talking in the coffee shop. So. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed coming on. Hopefully, it wasn't too fucking awkward. You were not awkward at all. Like I said, I would tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I appreciate you coming on. And to all who are listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.